Hello there, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Connie. I'm a certified nutritionist, personal trainer, busy mom, and I live on a small hobby farm. I'm a former bodybuilder, and I currently have found a love for endurance sports, but I'm not your typical athlete. I believe there are many more contributors to athletic performance and overall health, and that we as a population might be doing it wrong. You won't see me pounding goose or chicken and rice, but you will see me in the pursuit to fuel not only athletic performance, but also balance it with optimal health. This is not just a podcast for athletes. Many people that fall into the health scene get there for a reason. I found myself in suboptimal states at multiple times in my life, and it has really sparked my passion for metabolic and systemic health. I'm constantly a student of what I love, and now I hope to help others by bringing quality guests to the show to share their opinions and resources to hopefully help you formulate strategies to help you crack your health code. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I have most recently been doing episodes every other week, seemingly, and that seems to be working out pretty darn well. So I think today my official announcement is going to be to start moving these episodes to every other week. So we will be doing them every other Monday uh, if I have a great guest for the show. Uh, And if they don't happen, that's okay, because sometimes that's just how the ball bounces. I do want to keep great information coming your way. I want to keep good guests coming your way. Uh, but it definitely is a lot of work hunting down people that are quality guests and that know what they're talking about. And I don't want to sacrifice quality. So if that means skipping an episode, I think that's what I am going to do. So, uh, official announcement every other week for the podcast, every other Monday, we'll be releasing a new episode and we're going to see how that goes for us. So, I'm excited to be making that change, especially after two years of having an episode every Monday. That's a lot of guests. And that's a lot of me having to do some episodes solo, which is fine. But sometimes I feel like I have so many things to talk about that it is just really hard to nail it down to one subject and go crazy with it. I also love bringing other people on because I I really like to hear their take on things and pick their brain on things. And so sometimes flying solo is a little bit difficult for me, but today we're going to do that because I have some things that I just stumble across that I just want to talk about. So today is just like this free flowing talk about everything episode, and hopefully you get some value out of it. Uh, And if not, then tune in next time, maybe. But I think that you can find some pearls with some of the things that I have to say today in the episode, especially with women and training and body composition and all of the things, right? All of these things that we feel these societal pressures to do and feel and look like and how to perform. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. Um, Before we do, though, I do want to remind you, if you guys can leave a review on the podcast, leave me some stars, subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family, share it in your stories on Instagram and Facebook. All of those things are heavily beneficial to the word getting out there, the good health and all of that kind of stuff. I want to help people change their lives. And recently on social media, that has been really difficult because 
it, everything is getting censored that has to do with the immune system that has to do with health in any way. Um, so sometimes I'm doing these posts and I'm only getting like two viewers. And so I know that's not the way I want to get things out there. And so I decided that I really need to start working the podcast more with knowledge. I think that ultimately is going to be the way to go to get stuff out there. So share it with your friends and family. Let's get people healthy, especially now. And so that's going to be the first thing that I want to touch on. I realize everybody is in a sensitive state with all of this COVID stuff going on. And many of us have lost loved ones and we have people that have gotten really sick. And then we have people that are totally fine. And, you know, I'm not going to dive into the weeds on this, but one thing I want to say for certain that has been proven in all of the studies and has been shown to be highly efficacious in making it through this disease is metabolic health. Okay. So this virus goes after people that are metabolically unhealthy. And I'm hoping to get someone on the podcast to talk about this a little bit further, but for now, let's just kind of dive into this. I've had so many people go, well, so-and-so died, but they were totally healthy. But the thing is, is we don't know. And with 80% of Americans being metabolically unhealthy and not even knowing it, we can't just look at someone, look at their body composition, look at their lifestyle choices and assume that they are healthy. We can't do that. Uh, that is kind of like assuming that somebody that steps on stage for a bodybuilding show is healthy. And you and I all know my story. If you're just tuning in and this is a new thing, I can recap it real quickly, but I used to be a bodybuilding athlete. I used to be all about that. And people thought, Oh, that's healthy. We think people that are ripped and shredded and look like they work out every day and all of this stuff are totally healthy. When in reality, that is completely wrong. I was probably the peak of my unhealthy points in my life. When I was standing on the bodybuilding stage, we're talking at my last set of shows, I was near death. And I can say that in full confidence. I overtrained too hard. I pushed it too hard. My body was giving up. My thyroid had literally shut down, shut down, was not working at all. And after that show, regardless of where my calories were, which was like 1500 calories a day, doing lots of cardio after the show, a month after that show, I gained 55 pounds, 55 pounds guys, because my thyroid was not working. She was shut down. That's not health. So whether I looked good in a shiny, sparkly bikini, had a six pack of abs, that does not speak anything as far as how healthy I was. So we cannot keep looking at people and assuming that they are healthy because they might have some stuff going on under the hood. It could be that shiny Ferrari, but maybe the motor's ready to blow. We don't know. We can't assume that. So in this time where taking care of our health is critical, and I do mean critical, and I can say this from my heart, I have lost recently. I lost someone very close to me due to COVID. They were not healthy, although their whole family thought they were healthy. Um, but they had a lot of things going on under the hood. And then most recently I lost a client and this client was a pretty sad deal. And this one hits me really hard because this is a place where 
you can't save everyone. And no matter how much you're trying to help people change their life, you can't force them to do things either. And so I had worked with this person. They had PCOS, uh, major, major insulin sensitivity problems, extreme insulin resistance. Um, this was a sick person, guys. She was extremely overweight, uh, like many of the clients that I work with. And she knew it was imperative to her health to make a lifestyle change. But you can kind of tell, and this is the hardest part of my job, and we're going to get into these weeds today, but you can kind of tell when somebody knows what they should do, but they're not ready. And so as a coach, that's one of the hardest things for me is to know someone's not ready and do my best possible to try to give them every outlet and every option and work with them in every way to try to make the program successful. But in the end, no matter how much I put into it, the client has to be putting the same back. And unfortunately in the, in this situation, we probably couldn't have gotten her healthy in time, but she ended up getting the virus and passing away at the very young age of 25 years old. And so this was a pretty crushing moment for me because I kept thinking, wow, if I could have just got her healthy, she might've had a chance, but in the end, it is not my fault. Okay. Uh, and I knew this person outside of just coaching. Um, we had known each other for quite some time. So, um, but she knew she needed to make a change. She wasn't quite ready to do it. We tried a lot of things, but in the end, she was not able to stick to a program, really struggled with nutrition, um, and her craving of sweet things and such. And, uh, eventually she succumbed to COVID a couple of weeks ago. And it is extremely sad, extremely sad. And I am pretty devastated by it. So I know that's a deep thing, but it's really something that we have to think about now more than ever. There is no magic pill. There is no magic shot. There is no magic, anything. The magic thing is going to be in our health and keeping our immune system strong and getting out every day and getting sunlight and moving our body, moving our body does not mean we have to go out and crush these crazy workouts. Okay. Moving our body means we need to go out for 30 minutes a day and take a little walk, get some fresh air. Maybe if we want and we're able and things haven't been terribly stressful, maybe we can do some body weight exercise. Maybe we could do some little routine just to move our body. That is what is important. And I find nine times out of 10, my clients get more success from walking than anything else. Whether it's the person that I'm rehabbing from extreme fitness problems, people like myself in the past, or somebody that is just getting started with their journey, starting with the basics is always better than going in like a freight train and then crashing. Okay. How many people have done this? How many people have gone in like that freight train? They choo-choo as hard as they can around the corner. And eventually things fall off the tracks. And then we're so disappointed. We can't, we can't believe that that happened. And then we throw in the towel and some of us get the fuck it response. And we're like, okay, well now we're just going to eat whatever others of us just quit entirely. Or you spend all this time doing these crazy diets and this exercise program, and you can't wait for it to get over with. But the problem with that is, is in health and fitness, there is no get over with 
part. This is something that has to be something you can do for the rest of your life. And yes, when turning over a new leaf, there can be challenges involved, but by taking the pendulum so far in the other direction, you're just asking for it to come back swinging even harder. So when we start our health and fitness journey, we need to make sure that we are setting attainable goals. We're not going to the gym three hours a day, seven days a week. That's not attainable, especially for all of these working moms. You see these women out here, they are working two jobs. They are trying to take care of a family. They are trying to take care of their health. And then they throw fitness in the mix and they're working out seven days a week. They are just opening themselves up to so many more problems. And this really breaks my heart and I see it constantly. And so that's another thing I kind of want to talk to a talk about today is all of these women doing these crazy things. And just recently I saw someone that I used to work with the other day, they posted, I listened on a podcast that I need to be uncomfortable in order to grow. And so I decided that I'm going to get a second job and I've been going to the gym seven days a week and I've been doing an hour of cardio and an hour of lifting a day and this big old post about it. And all I could do was just my heart sunk. My heart sunk. I mean, I am a huge advocate of fitness. Lifting weights is amazing for you. It's amazing for your metabolism. Muscle burns so many more calories than anything else in your body. Okay. Like it is incredible. It's a place to put sugar. I mean, heck you want to eat some more sugar working out. It's a great way to, to handle that. Okay. And, and having muscle, not just cardio, there is a vast difference between the two. Okay. Cardio is burning energy. It's burning energy. Yes. You are using calories that you have in the form of fat, depending on where you're working out at and stuff like that, as far as heart rate zones go, but muscle burns energy all the time even when it's sleeping, which is something that's really super important. Okay. And so the other thing about that is, is when you muscle is fueled by glycogen and glycogen is what goes into our muscle when our body is trying to get rid of blood sugar. So in a nutshell, you eat something sugary and then your body turns around and uses that as fuel for your muscle. So essentially how this works is you eat something sugary and your body releases insulin. Insulin is what helps usher this sugar, your otherwise known as blood sugar into the muscle cells. Okay. So, and to where it needs to go. So when you have more muscle, you have more room to store that sugar And so you're able to take on higher amounts of sugar. Your body's able to do more with it essentially. So it's really, really important that we maintain better insulin sensitivity by carrying more muscle, which is also goes back to what we were talking about before about metabolic health. So these things all kind of go together. Uh, Anyway, strength training in women is extremely important. And so I don't want people to think I'm against working out or going in the gym at all. I I am not. I think that working out is amazing, but we also need to consider the fact that it is a stressor to our body. And so what I see happening with so many women that eventually ends up being their downfall 
is they head into the gym with all these good intentions and they just start crushing their body. They're doing workouts five to six to seven days a week on top of cardio, because they think that they need to be doing cardio. And that's actually the most abused form of exercise. In my opinion, we can get into that in a moment, Uh, but they're doing these crazy workouts. And then they're trying to juggle that on top of going to school and taking care of families and having full-time jobs. And that kind of stress on the body is really harmful. And so I can't tell you how many clients I take in that are like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing cardio. I'm exercising. I'm eating in a huge deficit, which we'll get to that in a second as well. Uh, but they are supposedly air quotes here, doing all the right things. And they're doing what they see on social media and they they're doing what they read about. And they're doing what my fitness pal says when they log in as far as calorie calories go and all of these things, but they're not getting anywhere. Matter of fact, I just spoke with somebody the other day that is, is dealing with obesity and goes to their doctor and the doctor just wants to put them on drugs to help them lose weight. And she's like, I'm only eating 700 calories a day and I can't lose weight and I'm exercising. I don't know what's going on. Well, I can tell you what's going on stress is going on and stress is a killer. And if you're already in this chronic stressed state, and then you start adding a bunch of exercise on top of it, you are looking for a metabolic disaster and it happens over time. Now there are good and bad metabolic adaptations and some really bad ones can happen. So just an example of that is what I talked about earlier, where I was on stage for a bodybuilding show and my thyroid stopped working. Well, my thyroid stopped working intentionally because it was trying to stop me from using my metabolism, burning a bunch of calories because it thought I was starving. So in a nutshell, it completely downregulated and stopped working because it was trying to save me. So a calorie in is just not a calorie out and all these things that you hear them say, because it depends on where your metabolism is at. So if in theory, you're in a deficit at, we'll say 1500 calories for an example, and I'm just shooting from the hip here, but then you have been crushing these workouts and dealing with this chronic stress and, and your body has started to freak out and it's like, Oh no, something's wrong. We better press the brakes here. And it starts down regulating things. Then a 1500, what you think to be a 1500 calorie deficit that you're eating in is actually not a deficit at all because your body has stopped doing these little things that it needs to do in order to thrive. Uh, so we will kind of get into stress in the thyroid in just a second here, but what I really want to touch on is chronic stress and how it impacts the whole you. It impacts everything. It impacts your blood glucose. It impacts your insulin and your insulin sensitivity. It impacts your hormones, which is huge when it comes to losing weight. Hormones are a biggie. Okay. Uh, and it also impacts your GI health and now more than ever, they are discovering your GI health has something to do with everything. It is part of your enteric nervous system. It's responsible for a lot of your mood. It has now been deemed the second brain and all of this for good reason, because now they're finding that even autoimmune disease is linked to your gut health and leaky gut. So they're discovering all these things about the gut and now more than ever, our gut health 
has been extremely compromised, whether it be from stress or the foods that we eat or the chemicals that we are exposed to. Uh, but stress just being one of them in GI health is really a big factor because then you start to have not enough stomach acid. Your, your body starts to, to lower your stomach acid, which then makes it so that people end up with, well, a, they start having, um, acid reflux and they start eating a bunch of, uh, like acid blockers. And then next thing, you know, they're really not digesting their food, but then when you're not digesting your food and you're pushing these particles of undigested food down into the lower intestines, you're actually damaging those microvilli, the little guys that are in there sorting through everything. And that's where leaky gut comes from, or one of the the causes of it. Okay. Um, so GI health is a big, is really affected big time by stress. And you'll see a lot of bodybuilders out there that have terrible gut health because they are putting their body under so much stress and huge caloric deficits. It makes for a big disaster. So a lot of bodybuilding clients that I get have, um, SIBO or SIBO people pronounce it different ways, but it's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that's because the acids in the stomach aren't enough. And so it actually makes it a perfect place for the opportunistic bacteria to grow. So you'll see that a lot in people that suffer from low stomach acid because there's an opportunity there for those bugs to grow. And it's something that is really hard to get rid of. So, uh, stress and digestion is really bad. Another thing is your hormones. So stress affects our hormones in many ways. Uh, it mostly will cause the down regulation of DHEA, which also helps regulate estrogen and testosterone. So estrogen is actually an important player in the weight loss game. I know a lot of women, they blame it for their inability to lose weight when that's actually really not true. Um, estrogen is also protective to our bodies. Okay. So when this stuff gets out of whack and we start to downregulate our estrogen, we cause some big problems. The other one that comes down in this process is testosterone and testosterone is also a good hormone. It helps us maintain a healthy body weight. It helps us have energy, all these things. And when it's downregulated, you start to suffer from a lot of things, fatigue, um, inability to lose weight. There's, there's a lot here. Okay. And I'm trying to keep this condensed, but another big thing that happens is your fasted blood glucose goes up. So when you are stressed chronically fasted blood glucose goes up, which then over time causes your insulin to stay high and that can lead to a huge domino effect of other problems, including high reverse T3. And this kind of goes back to the thyroid. Um, high reverse T3 is where your thyroid is actually supposed to be converting T4 into T3, but instead it's converting into a storage form of usable thyroid hormone, which thyroid is like the generator for your whole metabolism and your energy it's really an important organ. And when it's not working properly, there are a lot of big problems that can happen and, uh, high insulin levels chronically. And this actually goes for people that may not be stressed, but may be suffering from metabolic dysfunction as well also can suffer from high reverse T3, which means that they are making the proper thyroid hormones, but they're not converting into that usable storage form. So 
That's kind of how some of this works. And to break it down so it's a little more understandable, I just want to touch on the thyroid a little bit. So um, the thyroid, along with the pituitary and your adrenals and all that, is responsible for regulating the speed of your metabolic processes, kind of like digestion and cell growth and your body temperature and stuff. Um, stress reduces the thyroid hormones in a variety of ways. It suppresses TSH signaling to the thyroid gland. Um, it also impairs estrogen detoxification, leading to higher levels of thyroid binding globulin, which binds T4 and T3, and then renders them inactive. Stress also interferes with the conversion of T4 to T3, which is why levothyroxine is typically a band-aid solution in, in people. So I see this a lot. Doctors will prescribe levothyroxine because they see a little bit of an issue on labs or people are complaining of fatigue and the inability to lose weight, and they will prescribe them levothyroxine or Synthroid. And really they need to look at the stress levels. Oftentimes, if you get that fixed, then you do not need to be on a drug for it. Um, so stress also, as we talked about, can lead to gut dysbiosis, which actually causes inflammation in the gut and triggers the adrenals to release cortisol. And you're stuck back into an endless loop with the thyroid. So you guys, thyroid's really important. And when we stress our body too much, we are causing major downregulations with the thyroid as well. So because the thyroid is the master gland, when we start really doing crazy exercise, it wants to protect us and it starts to regulate that. And it doesn't care what weight we are, what size we are, or anything like that. Stress is stress. So when I see these women out there overdoing it completely, it breaks my heart. And I see it on a daily basis. I see people that get desperate to lose weight. And so they will make a goal and they're like, I'm going to run this marathon. Matter of fact, I've had multiple people this week, actually, um, running seems to be a, a one that people choose to do. Um, and they're like, I'm going to run this marathon. And so they start pushing really hard to train for a race. And next thing you know, their body composition changes. Uh, and it doesn't change for the better. It changes for the worse. And that is because we're placing too much stress on the body. So without getting onto my high soapbox here, sometimes less is more, even if you want to train for a race, if you want to train for a race, then by all means do it, but do it the right way. There are some different ways and modalities to kind of look into. If you want to get into the running scene and actually want to train for something, I think that it can be managed in an okay way. But I think that there are some considerations that need to be made as far as rest periods and stuff like that go. And sometimes you can get a lot further with less. So there's actually a type of training out there called Maffetone training, Dr. Phil Maffetone. Um, he actually trains at a very low heart rate. He has a program. I think there's a downloadable ebook and stuff, but, um, if you check into his program, that's a great program for people that, have a lot of stress in their life, but still want to train for a cardio heavy activity. 
So as far as any kind of cardio training goes, if you're looking to get into some kind of sport or you have some kind of goal that revolves around running, definitely looking into a different training modality to help make that happen. Maybe have your scale be less during the week, like not training every single day, maybe every other day. I know for me to train for my hundred mile bike race and, uh, my other running endeavors that I did this year, uh, cause I did quite a few, I actually would train one day hard and then I would take two days off. So there are ways to get around these things. You just have to look into a professional that can help get you lined out in the right way. And that has your adrenal health and stress all factored in so they can get you to your goal. Um, as far as strength training goes, this is another mistake. So lifting heavy weights is fantastic for women. It is fantastic for hormones. It is fantastic for your bone health. I cannot say enough amazing things about strength training. However, it can also be overdone. So strength training is a stress. And if you are doing it every day at a really high intensity, you are setting yourself up most more than likely, depending on the stress levels in your lifestyle and your body, but you are probably setting yourself up for failure. So I see these women that they, or I've had clients where I prescribe them four days a week in the gym and they turn around and do six. And then they wonder why they're not getting results. And I'm like, stress and inflammation, girlfriend. I see what's going on on your Instagram feed. I see that you're overdoing it. Uh, we got to back it off, sister. And so we have to have that heart to heart talk. So for somebody that has been dealing with a lot of chronic stress, and this doesn't have to be in the form of training, this can be in the form of life. Busy moms are a big one here. We have so many busy moms that are suffering from burnout if you are a mom, you probably know what I'm talking about. Things are hard. Maybe you're going to school. Maybe you're a student. Maybe you have a lot going on. Uh, it is not easy to be healthy. It's not. We have a society where it's a rat race and sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge to fit in the things that are good for us. But strength training does not need to be a full hour a day, six or seven days a week type of thing. Um, you can commit to doing it multiple ways. You could do like a low intensity half hour session, four or five days a week, or my personal favorite is working out two or three days a week, full body, go heavy. That gives your body time to recover. Then you're not hammering your system with constant inflammation and constant having to repair itself. So most of the women that I see are previous competitors or they're people that are suffering from some kind of metabolic syndrome. Many, many of them, when I put them through my MSQs and my questionnaires are under a lot of stress and training is not going to help them, especially if they're dealing with GI problems or thyroid issues, which a lot of them are. Um, so we have to take things down a a little notch and we have to kind of turn them around. And when I first say, Hey, we're only going to train two days a week. Sometimes people aren't really excited about that, but after a few weeks, they start noticing differences in their body that they didn't see before. And that's because of inflammation and stress. So sometimes less is more on this. I hate social media and I hate 
the fact that it's putting these bodies in front of you. They're working out all the time. They say you have to overdo it. You have these personal trainers and coaches out there that are saying you have to buy their program and work out with them seven days a week and do all this stuff. And it's actually setting you behind. So one other thing I really want to get out there today, and I will jump off my soapbox, is change takes time. There is no overnight pill or drink or shake or workout program or coach that is going to get you there. And true change takes a lot of time especially when you are already working with dysfunction, which nine times out of 10, like I said, 80% of people in this country right now are metabolically broken. These things take time to change. They didn't happen overnight and they're not going to get fixed overnight. And when you go for the overnight solution, you end up putting yourself at risk. You end up putting, setting yourself up for failure. So With that being said, please be patient with yourself. Okay. Consistency is more important than anything. So making sure that you come up with something, whether it's just yourself making a commitment to yourself or you're working with a coach, set up attainable goals and stick to them. If you cannot stick to them, it's time to have a meeting with yourself or your coach and figure out what attainable goals you can stick with and can make a habit that you can envision lasting forever because these things take time. And I don't want to sit here and talk about myself. However, I do want to just let you know that that little story I told back there where my thyroid stopped working and the shit literally hit the fan. Like I thought the world was ending. It was horrible. Okay. I knew deep down inside that I was going to have to bear with myself because it was going to take time to heal. And then there was the kind of outside shell that was like, oh my God, people cannot see me this way. I went from this shredded bodybuilder and this fitness chick that was totally overdoing it to try to get a pro card that I thought I needed in order for my business to thrive. Like, and now that was all just, really stupid thoughts that I had in my head because I was exercising too much and not eating enough. Okay. That's besides the point. But my point here is is I knew that I was going to have to bear with my body. And as scary as it was, if you guys want pictures, I'll send you pictures of the difference in my body within a month. They are scary. I stumbled across them not long ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how bad it was. I almost had forgotten how bad it actually was. But at the time there was this little voice that kept saying, okay, you have abused your body. You put it under a lot of strain. Now you got to give it a chance to come back. And then there was this other devil on the shoulder that was like, no, you've got to do something extreme. You've got to get rid of this right away. This is horrible. Fortunately, I was able to bear with myself and coach myself through it and tell myself it was okay. And that I'm healing and that it's not anybody else's problem. What I look like, except for me. And I continued on with that journey. We are now two and a half years past that. And I am just now getting my body back two and a half years later. And I know you guys are probably thinking, Oh, she's in good shape. What does she have to talk about? But it was a scary moment. And having that kind of change happen to your body is 
can be a really, really hard on your mental state. Okay. And I just kept working with myself mentally and physically every day. And that looked like working out less. It looked like eating a lot more and it looked like the scale continuing to go up, which was scary, but knowing that my body had to recharge and re-realize where it was at. And I bared with it, took good care of my body. I'm still doing so. Yes, I love to train. I train for all sorts of things. You're probably going, Connie, you're telling us to relax. And you just did this hundred mile bicycle race, but I did it and managed it well. Like I said, one hard day of exercise, two days off, had to back off the strength training. Once the cardio came back up for a little while, now I'm going to go back to strength training. I had to balance it all strategically. I had to balance my nutrition strategically. It was not easy thing to do, but now my body is starting to get to a place where I look good. I feel good. I can eat a ton of calories and I don't gain weight. I don't count calories. I don't weigh myself and I feel confident in my own skin. And that was not an easy thing. It took time, two and a half years, two and a half years. Okay. It seems like it was a blink now looking back at it. And I want you to know that the journey is going to stick if you take your time and you do it right. Actually, just a little example of that is I had a client recently that has been slaying her program since December and had some things in her life come up that were not pretty and was off plan for two weeks, kind of eating whatever she wanted. And when she needed to check in. I was like, Hey, we need some progress photos. We need weight. We need to get everything back on track. I'm holding you accountable. And she was like, I don't want to, cause I don't want to know what I weigh. I don't want to know what I weigh. I hope I didn't gain it all back, but we took things really slow, right? To get where we are today. And because of that, that two weeks of completely changing her nutrition and completely going off plan and not working out didn't make an extreme change on the scale. She was so excited and blown away. And this is what I'm talking about. Long-term sustainable results. So when you're working on your journey, if your day is too stressful and you can't go to the gym, pick it up tomorrow. It's consistency over time that is going to matter. But when you miss that workout and then you don't go back, That's when the shit hits the fan. When you screw up your nutrition and you don't get right back to it, that's when there's a problem. So consistency over time and having grace with yourself and realizing that you need to listen to your body and do what's good for you. So if you're getting sick, don't work out. If life has gotten crazy for a week, maybe it's time to not go to the gym, not do crazy cardio. Maybe it's time to just go for a half an hour fasted walk every morning consistency over time, super important. There is no magic pill. There is no magic potion. There is no huge transformation. And these ones that you are seeing online are more than likely not going to last. So I'm going to get off my soapbox here. I think that we covered just about everything today. And I'm really, really happy that you guys decided to join me. Well, guys, I hope you were able to bear with my plugged up sounding voice for this episode after being in the elements for 
uh, about eight hours riding that 100 mile race. Um, last week, I ended up sick, got a nasty sinus infection, but I am fortunate that I did finish the race because lots and lots of people did not. They were being pulled off the course left and right for hypothermia. And so anyway, I ended up getting sick. It was just too much taxation on my body. And uh, I was already run down from training a little bit from those last stages of training and then doing two races in a row. So anyway, made it through that. I have been taking it easy, letting my body recover. Gonna start lifting some heavy stuff here, hopefully soon. Uh, maybe even today. So anyhow, you guys, if you like this show and you want to support it, head on over to drinklmnt.com forward slash Connie and sign up for your free element electrolyte sample pack. These packages are awesome. All you do is pay shipping and they have all the lovely flavors in there, including chocolate salt, which is my favorite. Um, other ways to support me in my endeavors, you can head on over to my online supplement dispensary at Wellevate, which is W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E dot me forward slash Connie dash Nightingale. You can get medical grade vetted quality supplements there. So if you are already buying vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, all of these things that are really important in your daily functions, you can get quality vetted stuff that's not full of a bunch of fillers and junk right on that website there in my dispensary and I also have some of my public protocols there as well that can help you with your immune system or shingles or different things that I stumble across when I'm working with clients. Well guys, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you in a few weeks on Monday.